Welcome back to What the Topic Podcast. I'm Patricia, and with me, like always, are my Masters of Disasters, Larissa and Andre. Hey! Just a reminder, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, and be sure to subscribe. Also, if you like our podcast, and you want to keep up with us, follow us on Instagram, and yeah. On today's episode, we have our first guest. He's a hip-hop and trap artist, and he goes by the name Nikido. Nikido just dropped his first EP called Everyday Nightmares, and you guys can check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, and SoundCloud. Also, be sure to go follow him on Instagram at Nikido. On top of that, he dropped his first music video on YouTube called Muffins. So go and check it out. It's pretty badass. So, Nikido, how you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm 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 well. I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Yay, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> we're so looking forward to this. It's gonna be great. Okay. So, Nikido. Yep. That's what you want to go by, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like uh the official Yeah, yeah, it's it's my superhero name, right? It's like my it's like my alter ego. It's you. <laughs> it's yeah. it's the, the truest version the truest version of myself, you know? The truest. Always. Uh-huh. But how have you been doing during this whole, uh, let's not say. The the bad keyword. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, it's it's obviously a weird situation for everybody. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more productive, that's for sure. Um, probably because I would just go crazy if I wouldn't keep myself occupied. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still working, actually. So I'm. I'm I'm definitely not a not a full full time rapper yet, <laughs> so um, yeah. Hopefully, I'm on my way. But yeah, it's right now. It's just a lot of working from home, and then when I have time, I produce some music, or I yeah. go to interviews like <laughs> like this one, right. like this one, because we're because we're so special. Yes. But so you're working from home. Yep. Are you are you liking this? Because I feel like a lot of millennials want to work from home every once in a while. But now that we're like mm-hmm. being forced to, are you yeah. enjoying it or is it like, oof? Uh, that's a difficult question to answer. In the beginning, I was enjoying it a lot. In the beginning, I really felt like this was just the best thing that ever happened because I, I'm not a morning person at all. And I also have to travel far to get to work. So, yeah, I could sleep super long all of a sudden and I can also schedule my own day. So I, I don't have to finish everything by five and I don't even have to work consistency from, from nine to five. I can technically also do things between seven and eight if I didn't manage to get them done earlier, just because I'm at home anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm technically I'm in the office 24 seven now. Right. So <laughs> I can just, yeah, schedule my tasks how I want them to be. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going a little, I'm going a little crazy, uh, staying in the apartment all the time. That's the only thing I would say, but I, I think everybody has the same problem right now. Yeah. It's weird. It is, especially mm-hmm. when you have to mix your business and personal life together now, and you don't really have the option mm-hmm. to separate the two. Like, yeah, yeah, you get a slice of life from all of your coworkers every day now. <laughs> a little slice of life. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, how many toppings do you get on that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm thinking of pizza now. I don't know why. No, <laughs> I remember back in 2016 when we first met. So. Mm-hmm. I remember you were super interested in um, producing music or mm-hmm. wanting, like, you had your own lyric book mm-hmm. and you were writing poems too, I think, right? 
Yeah, occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if it was like you were only if you weren't only writing poems, but you were like, yeah, I sometimes just write up and kind of like freestyle too. Um. Oh, actually, I'm I'm terrible in freestyling. Please don't make me freestyle. No, <laughs> it's, no, no. Um. No, I I yeah, I used to write down a lot of song ideas and so on. Like a lot of times, I wouldn't produce anything. I would just yeah, like the idea of writing a song, but didn't really know how to tackle it. Right. So yeah that was that was probably the time back then yeah but like how do you like how, how do you make your hook you know how does like how do you do a hook for a song because i feel like if i were to write a song it would be my adhd writing my song not really me mm. and i would never have a hook it would just be like a run-on like eminem yeah yeah no i i definitely get that it's um every time i get down to to write a song i think the the most difficult part is the hook for sure because as especially in hip-hop it's it's quite uh, or for me it's it's more more on the easy side to to write some nice flow variations for for the verses to to make like a rap verse just has to include certain level of statement so what kind of story you're telling right and except yeah. for that it just it just has to flow nice on the beat you have to put some nice breaks in there you have to have nice vocabulary to fill fill the flow with and the hook is really like even with even if you're not like a super good rapper you can make the catchiest hook in the universe if you just hit the right yeah the right timing and so on right so yeah oftentimes i produce like the entire song and it's basically ready um yeah within like a day or two and then i'm sitting there and just break my head over a good hook because the yeah super difficult to think what people might might find melodic and catchy you know yeah i can imagine too that's a lot of pressure is how mm -hmm. to what is going to catch on and what are people going to actually like it's like a um like a marketing ad advertisement with those little tunes that you remember in your head it's like how do i accomplish that but yeah not annoying yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely i have a quick question here i'm sorry mm -hmm. I, that might be a very stupid question but could you quickly explain what part of the song the hook is <laughs> yeah of course because i'm not i'm not that familiar with with songwriting and no, of um, yeah of course so um yeah in in i i hope this is right when i say this but like i know from from talking about this about it with my friends and so on or hearing about it on youtube and in, in hip-hop usually you call the chorus the hook so yeah like the ah. uh, yeah so so the the main melody the, the reappearing theme right that is uh yeah that is giving the main character to the song so Usually a song is built up with like a, either it starts with the hook or it starts with a verse or an intro. Then you have um, a pre-hook sometimes, not always, but sometimes you have a pre-hook, then you have the hook. So the chorus part afterwards, you have a verse, then a bridge. So a part where you put like a slight variation in there, then a pre-hook hook. And yeah, that's pretty much how you build a song. So the hook is just always the melodic driver. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melodic yeah. driver so official such a melodic <laughs> yeah great. yeah okay i kind of i kind of just came up with that word so don't pin me down on that well but, it's a thing now yeah okay just made <laughs> it a thing it's our definition now cool put it on a urban dictionary i don't care there <laughs> i'm gonna say that i have a question nice. to you nick um mm -hmm. did you like learn it all by yourself or is it like from back from childhood? Like, have you ever like, I don't know, had like music um, lessons or something like that, that you're really familiar with everything? Or is it, are you like a self-made man? 
<laughs> self-made man. Um, I, when I was a kid, I was always interested in music because my my dear dad was, um, yeah, or still is playing in a rock band and they're practicing uh, once a week in our what? basement. So pretty early on, I got in contact with rock music. My mom was always dating rock musicians. Uh, there was even like one of her, one of her exes toured through, like toured around the world and uh, dedicated a song on one of his albums that he also won a bunch of like competitions with and yeah, pretty crazy stuff. So one of the songs is dedicated to my mom and I pretty much grew up around this whole, yeah, rock star cult more or less. Like my parents loved ACDC and all this, like a bunch of heavy metal artists as well. So I, when I was younger, I always wanted to do rock music and started playing the drums. I started playing the guitar but nothing really stuck to me because I, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was a pretty dickish kid, to be honest. So I didn't really have the, yeah, I just didn't have the patience to sit down and actively learn an instrument, you know? And then at some point when I was like 15, 16, I, yeah, I got more into singing and rapping and so on because I felt like that was more interesting. You know, back then I also thought that the the singers are always the coolest guys in the band. Like the yeah. girls always want the singer, right? They're always the main character. So <laughs> I I kind of locks the eyes with you in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of yeah, this this image was just fascinating to me. And then when I yeah, moved to the Netherlands and everything, then I met a friend of mine who was into music production and he first introduced me to a microphone and we recorded my very first covers and so on in his place. And then yeah, I think over the sake of like 2 years afterwards, I started buying all my equipment together and yeah, I got a MIDI controller. That's a keyboard that I can plug into the software so i can also play synths and so on live whoa wait um, wait wait! hold on you're going so fast holy shit so you like within th this guy that your friend you you recorded a song within like a day and then that was your first upload uh yeah i think my, my very first the very first time that i ever sang anything online was a cover of how to save a life from the fray <gasps> <laughs> and it was on my friend's facebook page oh my gosh yeah, that was the first time ever. And then I think a week afterwards, I I took like a beat from YouTube and wrote lyrics and recorded my first yeah own song. It wasn't really my own song, right? I took the instrumental from somebody else. Yeah. Uh, also didn't upload it anywhere publicly. Uh, publicly, but yeah, it was like that kind of sparked it. From from then on, I yeah, I just I just cool. needed to do this. <laughs> I feel like I have to. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you have any inspiration when it comes to songs? Are you like, what inspires you to write? Because like similar to Patricia, I think I could never sit down and write a song. I might have some ideas, but really sitting down and writing a whole song. Mm. Oh gosh, no. So what inspires <laughs> you? What gives you inspiration? Um, hmm, yeah, that's uh, also an interesting question, actually. And I think for, for every artist, um, no matter if it's even a music or any any art form it's probably the same for you guys inspiration always comes from very different angles right like for for some of my songs i so for example the the very emotional songs that i made um so for example on the ep there's one song called inconsiderate and it's a very emotional track and the inspiration for this basically also came from this whole quarantine situation um so i a lot of the the topics that I write about are actually thought processes and, and sometimes this overwhelming feeling that you can't really yeah, influence anything that you that you 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 feel stuck. You feel like 
sometimes your mind is dictating you to do certain things that you don't want to do and people feel like they don't really understand you anymore and yeah thinking about these um about these problems and, and facing them helps me to release them in music i guess so it's when i have certain things in my mind then my music will be very much in that direction when i have a really nice day and i just want to spit some bars and have a good time then it will probably be a track that is yeah good for the club and then when i have a day where i feel like crying and just uh, cuddling up in the shower <laughs> then uh it will probably be a track like inconsiderate damn i, I feel like it, just just trying to find an inspiration itself can be difficult right like mm-hmm. especially when you're having let's say dark thoughts but you don't know how to express it in logical words i guess yeah like like an actual conversation form mm-hmm. but i guess when you write a song or something it just kind of maybe it comes out easier that way i yeah for, for me it flows more naturally when i put it in, in a song i just the fact alone that i know that it also has to sound good in the end makes me put way more (laughs) emphasis on on yeah how to pronounce the things how i like a simple yeah just the am i allowed to swear in this podcast or is everything no you could fucking swear yes you're allowed cool cool okay this is explicit as fuck like just a simple fuck if you say it in a normal (laughs) rap track like that's it's it can be just a filler word but if you put it in the right in the right moment with like the right pause it can just this freaking swear word can have such such an impact you know on on it's interesting to to express yourself to music instead of just talking to somebody i feel i i also this way i can also bring out a message to everybody at the same time you know this is more of like a statement than a one-to-one i have to tell you something yeah it's maybe like a message where people can relate to that yesterday andre and i were talking and one thing that we said was you know, because we were talking about like, let's say the concerns, the hate, like the feelings, the emotions that kind of goes into podcasting or producing music. Um, it's a lot of the times you start to think of what people are going to think of you. But I I'm, I think we're, we were both just feeling like, fuck this, you know, we don't want to be in fitting into this bubble where we mm-hmm. have to say things the right way or we can't speak our full minds, but we can say some things. We, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I, I want to be able to say what I want. Like I, like for example, like there's two people, two kinds of people in the world: people who pee in the shower and people who lie about it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. But like we're gonna sit here on this podcast and we're gonna say, yeah, fuck yeah, I pee in the shower. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, best example. I'm. I don't. I definitely don't hate my job right now. I definitely don't. It's it's fun. I learn a lot and it's, it definitely helps me a lot for what happens if I don't actually become famous rapping, right? Like <laughs> there, there might be a different life out there. Who knows? Um, so yeah. then it's actually cool for me to make these experiences in the office or yeah, now my home office. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, it is also a reappearing uh, yeah, theme in my songs to talk about the fact that I often feel like I'm, I'm wasting my time, you know, mm-hmm. with, with so many things that I do every day. And I I feel what you're saying with that you sometimes have the feeling you just kind of want to tell people that you can do other things than what everybody else is telling you to do. So, yeah, I, I completely get it. Yeah. I completely get it. No, it's I nice mean, to have this contrast. Oh, yeah. I, so hold that thought. But I want to also ask, like, tell us about yourself and your music. Like, how do you define it? How would you describe it besides... Well, not besides. 
tell us about yourself and your music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, okay, so maybe I'll start with the artist name. That's probably a good point to start. Yeah. Um, so I picked this, the name Nikito. I think it was, yeah, that was pretty much four years ago. I, I was just looking for a random Instagram name, but I thought, you know what? Might as well give it like something with a meaning to it somehow. Like then I didn't know of that I would be making music with that name at some point. Um, but I just wanted to have this kind of like this Peter Pan aesthetic. I wanted to have a character that is not afraid of showing that he is still very childish in a lot of ways and stubborn and, and explosive, you know, and on the other hand can still stand up for himself and not, yeah, not just be a weak kid. So I kind of, every time I, that's also, yeah, important for my music to know is maybe that I, I dig rap music. I totally dig rap music. And I, I listen to a lot of different rap songs from different subgenres of hip hop. Um, some of them with really deep lyrics, some of them with really shallow and stupid lyrics. Um, but when it comes to my lyrics, I'm very fond of adding meaning to what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying at least to, I, I have to admit that I, I have never lived on the streets. I've never been in, in gang wars. I've never done any of this crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> but the few things that I can talk about that really hit home for me and that, yeah, that, that made times difficult for me at times. I think what I try to make with my music is kind of make a release for myself and to also let others know that it is normal, I guess, to feel like you're just the worst person on the planet, you know? <laughs> it's like I, a lot of my songs are about how how I feel very split in between being very confident of my capabilities and being very broken to a point where I feel like I can't really accept that I have these capabilities. Mm -hmm. So I, I almost feel like, yes, I want to be proud of music that I make, but on the other hand, I also constantly tell myself that it's shit, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, so that's also when you listen to the EP, you you will realize that a lot of these songs have a quite a different vibe to them. So some of them are, yeah, these typical club bangers that are more about living the fast life, trying to trying to get on top of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having no competition, all that kind of <laughs> rapper nonsense. Uh, right. But then there are, then there are also other songs that are more, yeah, that really hit home. I, I remember for, for two of the songs on this EP, I actually cried during recording. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I because I have to single out, right? Like for, for the hooks, especially, like you really have to put your your everything into it. And when it gets emotional, it gets emotional. So yeah. and I know that in a sad song, when I cried during the hook, I know at least that it that it came from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else to say about my music is probably for those people who don't know, I'll make... Uh, yeah, I'd say I would categorize it as trap, new school hip hop, I guess. So my beats are very trappy, um, meaning that they have very modern hip hop elements in them, fast hi-hats, yeah. um, most, mostly synthetic sounds. Um, yeah, very gnarly 808s, very thick bass sounds. Um, yeah, and fast rap. What are 808s? And what are EPs? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> what is that's an EP? That's a good point. <laughs> okay, so basically... An album is an LP, which is, uh, according to internet, like it's it's quite loosely defined. But an LP is an album, an EP is kind of like a 
somewhere between a single and an album. So an EP is like a, up to six songs is uh, an EP, especially if it's a non-cohesive story that is being t- told. So when you look at, at proper albums from big Hollywood artists, then they always have some sort of a scheme that goes through the album. Um, my EP is not like that. My EP is not one story that is being told from from start to finish. It's more like a, yeah, it's like a slice of life. Yeah, you get what you get kind of situation. I'm, I just I just wanted to give pretty much a 360 degree view of what is going on in my head. So yeah, kind of like a personal journal. Yeah, exactly. Not so, like a diary, but just like a like how are you feeling every day or not yeah. every day, but in these um, songs. You also wanted to know what an 808 is, though, before I completely yeah. disregard that. Uh, the 808 <laughs> is so in uh, music production, at least for what I'm doing, there are basically two types of bass. There's a sub bass in the 808, and the sub bass makes it, yeah, to, to kind of explain it in simple terms, the sub bass is this, it makes it sound full. It makes the, the beat sound, yeah, full and juicy kind of. It's the bass frequencies that you barely hear, it just makes everything vibrate. Ah, and, okay. Uh, and the 808 is this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like an over-edited fart. It's just this super hardcore, <laughs> like you know, it's it's the the bass drop stuff. It's the eight oh eight is like the the heavy bass. Yeah, but <laughs> cool. yeah, is there, Larissa? Do you have anything that you want to ask more? Like, yes, I have. Yeah, I have one more question. So, Nick, um, I was wondering why um is your so with a lot of my friends. Um, or people I know who are also making music. A lot of them mm-hmm. stick to their mother tongue. I don't know why. And some of them mixing other languages in there, um, they can speak, they might be fluent in, but it's not their uh, mm-hmm. mother tongue. So I was wondering uh, why so far everything you did is in English. Is it because you feel more comfortable? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair. He's a German. Yeah, for those who don't know, I'm actually German. I'm a minority. Uh, <laughs> kind of yeah oh my god yes you, you, yeah you're surrounded by I'm just realizing i love this. it oh, it's making me really right. happy yeah so I love yeah it. i'm actually i'm actually german but um yeah when i started rapping i was already pretty um yeah let's say integrated here in my friend group in the netherlands and to be honest i never really had a big friend group in germany like it's not like i got bullied or anything but i was just not very popular so i yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never really had this whole lifestyle experience in Germany. So everything that I rap about happened here. Like everything that everything that I rap about, all the real experiences that I had, um, at least the good ones, happened here. So I feel like when I when I when I step into into the booth here in my studio and I, I wanna kind of capture the strong parts of my personality, then I have to channel the personality that has been speaking English for the last, yeah, almost four years. Because my, I see my family like once every two months, maybe. And I speak German with them. I speak German with my roommate. He's German as well. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I've gotten so used to speaking English. It's just, it is basically my mother tongue at this point. I don't know. I, I don't have problems finding words anymore. And it's, it, again, don't ask me to freestyle. But <laughs> um, uh, I'm, yeah, I guess you can say I'm more comfortable with English just because of, the character I've learned to become speaking English, living abroad, making my own life somehow. All that is connected to the English language for me. Well, that makes sense. I mean, do you, yeah. think, do you think you're differently in each language? Like I read something that people have a different personality <laughs> in each language. 
I think I have different personalities. And for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I like that's one of the reasons why I don't rap in, in German because the German Nikito would be. I, I actually recorded a, a whole album in, in German. Um, and I actually did that while I was in Canada, which is Ooh. ridiculous. Uh, so I, I recorded this. Yeah, actually, actually also not an album because it was only five songs. So it was also an EP, but uh, I never, never planned on publishing it. Um, and it was also a very different type of music. <laughs> it's, it's, it's more poppy. My German music is more poppy. It's more, hmm, yeah, different. <laughs> so, so my English music is more in your face, a little more real and edgy, I would say. And my German music is very almost streamlined. It's a little, uh, I, I enjoyed making it a lot. But for example, I didn't put as much love into the lyrics in German and yeah. put more emphasis on the melody and on okay. on making it sound mellow, more on creating a vibe. And I think as an artist, that's not my main aspiration. I think my main my main goal as an artist is to stand for something as well. Make make dope music, but not only make dope music because it sounds dope, but also to somehow give something. And feel dope. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to say it, I guess. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Um, in the meantime, we're going to play the song called 2009 by Nikito. So enjoy. I'm getting better, yeah. I'm getting everything done that I wanted to do before I write my last love that I spoke like letters. Well, homes don't lie, you know I'm a menace. No goodbye, cause I feel like a trick of a guy when no one knows who the man is. Mask off bandit. Whoa, load the cannon, tempo like bandit. Jeez, uh, it makes me wanna break shit like. I don't wanna do that no more, I don't wanna do that no more, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't wanna feel like shit no more, no, I don't wanna feel like shit. I don't wanna make you cry no more, no, I don't wanna make you cry. Take me back to like 2009. Friends wanna meet up, but it won't happen because I don't wanna see them. I'm sorry, but I can stand to remember the time when I used to need them. Yeah. Don't need apologies, I need a reason. Felt like I was alone and this was treason. Yeah. Don't get involved. Don't let it slip that you fear them all. Don't let them know that the minimal effort they're showing is easing the pain like a pup paracetamol. Yeah. Feel like a stranger just because doing my thing makes me feel like a criminal. I need to rock, I ain't talking minerals. Needed to cut them all up like they cut the umbilical. Think about school still gets me hysterical. That shit just hit on subliminal levels. It fucked me up, I need some medical. Yeah, I don't wanna leave my room cause I feel like I don't wanna get close to you. Feel like I don't really need one more fake friend. I need real ones who stay with you. Aye. EST 96, control your feelings. Don't let them mix, don't let them hit you. Keep them fixed. Aye. I don't wanna do that no more, I don't wanna do that no more. Like this, yeah. Why does it feel like I don't have a choice when I feel like a pessimist? Get pissed like this to forget who the villain is. This kid got lost in the waiting list. This kid got lost and turned himself to the nemesis. Like this, like this, like this, like that. Ay. But no one better. But no one better. Back in 09, the what was better. Back in 09, before I shattered. 
I don't know if our listeners, like if you guys don't know who Nikito is, fucking know him. Go follow him. He has, I mean, you, you have a music video called Muffins. Um, yeah, I, I just dropped my, uh, I just dropped my first music video last last week or two weeks ago now, two weeks ago now, I think. I love it. Um, yeah, it turned out pretty nice. Uh, definitely make sure to check it out, guys. Um, yeah, it's on YouTube. We'll have a link posted um, on our anchor page, on our Instagram page. So click on that, check it out because it's yeah, it's a really cool video, I think. And yeah. our beautiful awesome. link tree where you can find all our links for oh. our podcasts, where you can find our episodes and which platforms. And there's also going to be the link to Nick. Yeah, his Instagram page Yay. will be on there. And so go follow and like, please. It's a badass music video, especially the fact that you have this persona in there of um, as a clown. <laughs> yeah. And it's such yeah. a, it's such a, no, but there's this parts on your, in your music video that I didn't catch on, on the first time that I did on, let's say the second or third time that I watched it. Mm. And I had no idea that your girlfriend was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the yeah. first time I watched it and I was like, who are these hands on Nick? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> And then I watched yeah. it with Andre, and I was like, "Oh, that's Chavoli." Yeah, she's she's the best model I could have wished for, honestly. Fuck yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a cut in there of her, like it, it's a quick, it's it's like a one or two seconds of her in it, and it's just to me, it was also a really badass scene. Oh, it's the one, her. it's the one with the with a deep pitched voice. Yeah, we cut her in, we cut her in for the deep pitch. Uh, yeah, for the the low pitch voice. Part. It was really, really. Yeah, we cool. thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was it, it maybe after I realized it was her, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, she looks so cool doing it." <laughs> yeah, I was like now talking about the video shoot. That was also such a bizarre experience, actually. That oh was, yeah, um... we're getting there. Don't worry, we are oh, no, getting but, there. Like, but maybe let's go there now. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I, I yeah, because I wanted to ask about uh, the clown. Uh huh. Oh. Clown. Or, or no, that's a part of it. That's a part. Look, we're going there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can just, I can just. Uh, Maybe first about ask it. about how it was made, like done. Yeah. So, um, at this point, actually, uh, big shout out to my uh, video producer, my visual producer, one of them actually. I, I, I don't want to sound like, like I'm making myself more important than I am, but I have uh, two people making the visuals for me. One of them made the album cover and made the moving gifs and all that stuff for instagram and one of them was the music video editor so big shout outs to both of them one of them is bauju rich and the other one is uh nino kanzler um both amazing people and the video editor nino he yeah he booked a weekend for us in nuremberg in like a real shooting location it was an actual studio place and yeah we had that that whole place rented out with a bunch of um bunch of uh requisites right that's how you call it requisites um so stuff to put in the background. Yeah. Um, we had cool like neon lights and yeah, we had people there helping us with the makeup and the outfits. They gave us like instructions on how to move for the best way. It's, it's for the camera and all this kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. And we had, uh, yeah, two different locations. Um, one of them was kind of, yeah, transformed into multiple locations, but we had two of them and it was two days of shooting. It's pretty interesting. It was a very cool experience because in the, in the studio place, especially, the people were constantly referring to me as the artist, the act, the, the the performing entity of some sort, you know? And I felt like, man, I, I kind of feel like I faked my way up here. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing this for like from, from my tiny little room at home and just trying to make it sound good. And now there's like a whole army of people trying to help me like pull up this music video. 
it's a pretty cool pretty cool experience see everybody nod their head like while i was performing for the <laughs> scenes and i saw everybody behind the camera like yeah 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 Fuck yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> yeah because i was really wondering about this like how how you made this video because it's uh it's it's an actual professional music video yeah it's not like it it's really not something that someone would film with their iphone and i, I was really wondering <laughs> like how how did you manage to produce that and um yeah, yeah so now i know that it was actually quite highly produced like yeah you, exactly you had yeah you so, had this um, professional produced but yeah. um also like so for the music video who Like, did you concept it yourself? Did you, like, kind of plan out what kind of visuals you wanted in there? Or did you leave that more to the uh, to your video producer? Um, so the process there was, yeah, kind of, I would say, equally separated when it comes to responsibilities and when it comes to, yeah, brainstorming. So uh, Nino and I, we, we just get along really well on a personal level in general. And... He had a bunch of my songs um, to choose from, and he picked this one to make a music video for because he's really into this heavy, into this heavy dark trap, right? So he wanted to make mm -hmm. like an in-your-face, dark, edgy music video. And yeah, then yeah, first we chatted a little bit, then I we started talking about ideas, and it kind of started turning into a proper concept when we knew the locations. I think that was the main key factor here because it was my first time shooting a proper music video with actual scenes i had shot um a performance video in canada before but it was only yeah kind of like a one take thing i don't know if you know the colors show but it was inspired by that so it was kind of yeah just me performing one of my german songs actually uh from mm -hmm. from beginning to end and that's it there was like a couple of edits but there was no storyline to it there was no concept behind the video And um, yeah, this time I, I, I trusted him with a lot of the concept and because I know that he made music videos before that looked really, really nice, right? And I had, of course, some sort of a vision of where I want this to go. Mm. But I think I'd rather leave this to the guy whose main area of interest is visual editing, right? Like um, I would also appreciate it if he would let me do my music stuff when it comes to the music stuff. So I let him as much free freedom as, as he needed to to make the music video as good as it is now that, yeah that definitely makes sense and uh yeah maybe because we're talking about the concept a bit like where where did the clown come in there <laughs> yeah um, yeah okay so as soon as i got the as soon as i got the news that we were going to shoot a music video i had this idea in my head that i needed to be a psycho clown in this one i just needed to be it, it was like i i like for as long as i I'm watching movies, literally. I always thought that soup, like the, the villains, the psychotic asshole villains are such interesting characters. They're so, um, like I love the new Joker movie, for example. I love it. I love it so much. I love every single minute of this movie because they just show such a depth to a person, you know? And I feel like a certain depth you can only display when displaying actual madness. I wanted to have a character in the video that, that looks like he's dangerous, that he's mad. Yeah, I think a part of me also just wanted to act that out once i think that's that's also a big part of it i i wanted to be authentic on camera and in order to be authentic i really wanted to do what i want to do what i what i had in my head for for this so yeah that's what the clown came from <laughs> it's a yeah. badass character like seriously I, you Absolutely. play that character you're you're i mean it's your character you know it's something that you brought out i feel like from that's inside and not yeah. just i want to be this guy it's no this is who i am 
but now you actually yeah. put it in let's say the world to see and that's scary to do but it's also humbling i think it's at some point you you reach the point of yeah you kind of realize that you're not doing this for anybody else just for yourself right it's um you, you i sometimes i still get crazy thinking about what people might like more than the stuff that i'm doing right now um but yeah when i was standing on especially on the the video set it it just felt like these people are here for me like um they are here because they believe that this that this song deserves a music video right now and i i'm not here to disappoint them so i yeah i just just wanted to step all out you mentioned that it was kind of weird like having all those people there calling mm -hmm. you the artist and stuff mm -hmm. like that <laughs> and yeah um but do you generally do you feel comfortable on camera like being on camera because um For example, in my last internship, I did a lot of filming. So I was producing a lot of videos. I always preferred actually being behind the camera. And like there's a few videos where I'm also in the video, but I, it, I felt very, very uncomfortable. I totally understand that fear. I Actually, this video that I know published was on hold for almost an entire year. We shot this, yeah, almost a year ago. And uh, it, it would have been ready for publishing like probably over nine months ago, but I didn't have the balls to upload it. I was so scared of people hating on it, of people giving me bad, yeah, bad feedback that people would say, yo, what are you wasting your time on? Like somebody had the time to produce this. Like, who, why is anybody wasting their resources on this kid? So I was, yeah, I was, I was shit scared. I'm, I'm still scared. Like I, I still check the comments of this video every couple of days uh, just to see if, if there's anybody fucking with me now. Oh. And I, Yeah, it's it's definitely a real deal. I mean, I I'm sitting in my studio right now uh, as I'm talking to you, and I have a mask that I bought for this purpose hanging up here on the wall um, that I was planning on putting on way before all this madness started, um, and I wanted to yeah keep my face hidden basically. But then I thought that that also wouldn't be authentic. I don't know. I I decided to go with the music video now that we shot a year ago. Um, because I feel like this is also about personal growth for myself. It's it's kind of important for myself to to look at this as as this is my like part of my task. You know, it's it's this is more than just a side hobby. Like I, I'm doing this to ultimately become a bigger person, I guess. So and I mean don't get me started on live performances. Like cameras is, is not even that bad. You have infinite takes on a camera, but live performances, that shit is scary. I, oh um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I completely I, I can honestly I fully relate to that one. Yeah, because I I mean it's important to put yourself out out there, but it's like really nerve wracking as well yeah. to do that. Yeah. And um I mean us with our podcast it's it's our voices mainly that mm -hmm. we're putting out there whereas you okay with your music it's, it's your voice as well obviously because that mm -hmm. like that's the main part of your music but you also have a video that you're in so i feel like that's putting oneself out there even more yeah of course so there yeah there's one layer more to it it's Yeah, put it, putting yourself out there is, is a good way to say it. It's I kind of make myself vulnerable that way. And I, I also realize that it's um I think it's it's also maybe also because of this. Um I mean I, I kind of dropped out of high school, right? And I left my my hometown without really leaving the impression that I would ever account to anything. So now 
appearing in such a music video is also somehow a motivator to do show my face online, you know, to kind of fix my reputation a little bit. As as much as this sounds ego ridden and and yeah, self centric, I I also kind of wanted to make a point now that yeah, I am a musician now. I I am this person now, and I'm not afraid of of showing that I am this person now. I feel like it's it's very important that uh, you got kind of comfortable of showing showing yourself and like really portraying who you are and um, w what you're doing and. Uh, it's a well it's a very good point to get to in mm. in this whole process of making music and um i mean you said it took you 9 months to to post the video it, it was basically uh ready 9 months ago but then it it sounds like you needed some more time to actually be ready to put yourself out there and if you're at that stage now that's great yeah i would say i'm like <laughs> <laughs> let's say like let's say like almost 70 percent there <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm i'm definitely proud of the music video i think it looks amazing i don't think i have any reason to be ashamed of uh, ashamed of it um however i still shit my pants thinking about live performances like i i love going all out i also love like singing and rapping my songs loud when i'm here in my studio when i do it here when my friends are around when i'm like in a small group and i know all these people like me a lot and uh, i can't get hurt but it's it's so intimidating so it's so intimidating to just throw yourself out there to the sharks you know it's um yeah so i would say 70 percent there <laughs> it's scary <laughs> yeah it's fucking scary i think <laughs> but it, it's crazy because hmm. it kind of shows how i mean society has built this image of perfection and what we have to be where we instill fear into our own selves we kind of self-sabotage but it sucks because it's like if you get one hate like one hate comment let's say you're so focused on that i feel like yeah the human brain is very very selective of its input oh, yeah. um very selective so when i see my youtube video has i don't know 100 likes and two dislikes i will start thinking why the fuck does it have two dislikes did i do something wrong <laughs> like what is happening did, did i look stupid in the video did i do something like inappropriate what is happening you know and that's the wrong way to think like um i mean i'm not thinking like that all the time but sometimes i catch myself thinking about these things you know somebody just also, people just like i just liked it i just upped it <laughs> yeah 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 that's the thing like on both sides people that's that's the next point i think everybody kind of has to get aware of every everybody who's making music or or any form of art out there if i can give you one piece of advice is that people out there they don't care they don't care like I think what really helped me to overcome this this initial fear of everybody's going to hate me if I put out my music is that I always overestimated the interest that people put into your passions. Unless you show them that it's something that you really, 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 really care about, that it's something that you that you put your everything into. So maybe, yeah, for people out there who have the, the same kind of problem, just kind of think about the fact that when you dislike something when you like something online do you sit there and think about this for 10 more minutes even not even five i would say most of the time that we consume stuff online it's more like a casual thing by the side and i'm i'm happy if there are 15 people out there watch my music video repeatedly and say well this is a dope song you know and i guess that's what that's what it's about in the end of the day yeah i think so too i think a lot of times um I mean, we have it as well now, like with the podcast and with the episodes out there. 
we look into how many people have listened to it. Um, we also receive feedback already, and we're also thinking about um, are people actually liking it? And I think maybe sometimes mm -hmm. we're also getting too kind of overconsumed with the whole idea of why people don't like it or why people dislike yep. it. But it's what you said, basically. A lot of times people just watch your Instagram story and like your post, but that's it. They don't ha share yeah. the same interest you do with your project, which is your passion. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's for a lot of artists. It's not just for music. It's probably not just for podcasts. It's in a lot of different fields. Mm -hmm. And... There, I think there are good and bad sides about social media, but people sh sometimes shouldn't take it too personal, I think. But Nick, do you have any advice for um, people who are basically in a position you were in a few months ago, who are like, I'm really creative, I want to start and put my words out there, I want to start a music career. Do you have any advice mm -hmm. you can give people? Yes, uh, definitely. I think... The biggest lesson that I learned in the last yeah three years of making music is that um, yeah as rough as this sounds in the beginning, there's nobody that you can count on as much as you can count on yourself. I made the experience more times than I would have needed this uh, experience. That people tell me that they really like what I'm doing, they really want to support what I'm doing, and you start talking, everything goes well, and then the connection gets lost. People start ghosting each other. And I lost a lot of time because I expected people to reach out their hand and help me out of it. I expected people to reach out to me and say, hey, I believe in you. You're like a great artist. You have big potential. Let me produce all your music. Let me help you get your stuff out there. When in reality, the only person that can really push your stuff forward is yourself. There's nobody else. I had to teach all the mastering and mixing stuff. And I'm far from perfect yet. I'm well aware of the fact that my music is definitely something that I can still improve on. But I taught all that stuff myself because I, yeah, I, I saw the necessity at some point that you just have to. And yeah, that's the biggest piece of advice I can give to people out there. Don't wait for anybody to tell you that you're worth the effort. Just, just get behind it and fucking do it. Just, you don't need a crazy amount of equipment. You just need a laptop. That's it. You just need a laptop and fucking Bluetooth headphones that have a microphone in there and you're good. Just, just start doing your stuff and learn over time. It, it's it definitely doesn't come overnight um i will probably still learn to do new things and music for the next 10 15 years hell i'll probably never stop learning and yeah most important thing is that if you want to do it you should start now the end i really understand this point because sometimes like the hardest part of doing something is really getting started mm -hmm. with it like yeah really actually doing it and um i think a lot of people and i'm i think including myself in there as well well i'm definitely including myself in there <laughs> think about everything surrounding it before it so much that they like it, it, it takes so long to actually get started but once you get started it gets a lot easier agreed because like i mean at some point it's we had this little list for ourselves before we start our podcast, like a little routine where, um, like, you know, go to the bathroom, <laughs> unplug your laptops, just this like little things to keep in mind. And the last one, it's just press record. Yeah. Just start. Yeah. That's a good one. The good one. Most important one of all. Yeah. Cause it's like, what, yeah. why are you here? <laughs> well, just fucking mm -hmm. press record. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or like if you're absolutely. in artwork, so like just pick up the paintbrush and paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially with um, we are luckily we are in the very very lucky position that um that we have the possibility to teach ourselves pretty much everything nowadays, right? Like I, everything that I did teach myself for for music production, I learned from YouTube tutorials and yeah, YouTube tutorials and and blogs online. So it's the same for you guys for the podcast thing. I mean. Yeah. How 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 do you learn to set up a podcast? How do you learn to record things properly? How do you learn to do all these things? How do you learn to to <laughs> structure proper questions? Right, like this is something that you just have to get behind. Like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna serve this to you. You have to work for that stuff. We don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, but I I'm mean, <laughs> you already you already know you already know more each week, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I think yeah. it's it's a mixture of um, doing a little research. Um, I remember Patricia found so many articles. I didn't even know that so many articles about setting up a podcast exist. <laughs> <laughs> she found all of them. I was like, Paranoia. what the fuck? But I think it's also learning by doing. Like with the first mm-hmm. two episodes, we realized uh, our audio sucks. We need microphones yeah. and we ordered microphones. And those are not the most expensive ones on the market. Um, we probably could get better ones. But mm-hmm. for now they're perfect and they're small they you can take them anywhere they're very um user-friendly um yeah and also we realized scripts doesn't work for don't work for us no can we not yeah yeah and i think also um we've talked a lot about um what is our podcast about and what direction we want to go and we realized um we just want to be ourselves. We don't have to push ourselves in some direction. We want to produce the content we like. We want to produce the content um, that fits to us. And also now we, you with you, our first guest. Um, I think it makes sense, you know, that you're our first guest and that we invited you to this podcast to share your story and your experience. Because I think um, also our listeners can relate to you and um, can learn from you. Because the idea is also to have people that inspire not just us, but can also inspire our listeners. Mm-hmm. And Hopefully. Yeah. And I think this is all a learning process for everyone, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you will have the same experience at some point. I, I, I think the, re- the, most rewarding, the most rewarding point that I, that I reached during this whole music thing was that I, I remember three years ago, I was the kid who was running from one loosely made contact somebody that i met on some party that i was like i wasn't really close with but i i I, like exchanged numbers with him because i knew he's a producer producer so i i knew that i wanted to get on his ass to get some free beats yeah and i i remember i was contacting these people and i was the one constantly begging them to pick me up to like to help me out right and i think yeah after like two two and a half years of properly putting my work into it and properly practicing and getting better and better and more advanced I got the first people asking me for beats. I got the first people messaging me asking like, yo, hey, can you can you help me produce this? Can you like, can I come over to your to your place, record stuff on your microphone? Because they like the way that my stuff sounds. And this will come to you guys as well. At some point, people will reach out to you, people that maybe laughed about you in the beginning saying, why you do this podcast stuff? It's yeah. so unnecessary. What the fuck? And then in half a year, they're thinking, uh, guys, uh, how do you set up a podcast? Uh, what's the right microphone to use? But that that point will come. That point will come for sure. Yeah, I think that in no no matter what you're doing, when you do it with a passion, at some point there's this, yeah, the point you realize that did you created something. Yeah, I think if as soon as your content is heard and people can identify with it, 
I think already once or twice we had the experience that someone contacted us who is not our in our like closest friends group and yeah. they liked what we did so far and I think that really helped us because in the beginning we were very very insecure um and yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it like I'm looking forward to yeah. more people contact it's the best us. feeling in the yeah. world it's the best feeling in the world honestly yeah right now i mean i right now i have i have a fairly small amount of monthly listeners on spotify but but those those few that i do have i i value a lot right it's uh probably the same for you i mean you can also see on your spotify how many monthly listeners you have right and it's yes. even if it's even if it's a small number if you know that there's even just a single person sitting out there waiting for you to drop stuff because they enjoy the content the content that you put out um I think that's, yeah, that's that's what we do this for, right? I mean, it's it's that one feeling that we're all after, I guess. And that being said, also not only considering my music, also considering your podcast, also considering all your friends that pull out, yeah, that, that pull up projects right now. So all your friends that started a YouTube channel, all that, all your friends that started dancing, recording, and putting it online, go support them, because these people, even though even if you don't like their stuff then instead of just ignoring them send them feedback tell them how they can get better because a lot of these dreams a lot of people that have potential that start things people that want to get into photography they start opening an instagram photography channel and then they stop after four weeks because they realize nobody's supporting them so if you have friends that start getting creative especially in times like these um from my side and i guess also from you from your guys side it's it's always always amazing to know that people are there that that care just a little bit they give you a little bit of feedback that that is true that, That's a good point. that care about the way that you progress right so um go ahead and text me that you don't like my music but tell me why you don't like it and tell me how i can improve <laughs> it okay that's completely fine everybody has their own opinion right because you want to um, do better and it's like especially good criticism and good feedback it's okay if it's negative, as long as it's trying to help me, not like, dude, your shit. It's like, okay, well, tell me why. Thanks. Yeah, like recently, I got recently I got the I got a comment saying I always sound the same, and and I'm thinking Sorry. like, okay, but what the fuck? I mean, I'm I'm I am already switching octaves and singing and like going fast and slow and whatever, and I this is what I sound like, bro. Like, what what do you want me to do? <laughs> I can I mean, I I, I don't. I don't want to turn this into one of these typical, uh, yeah, fuck all the haters conversations. Uh, <laughs> so, but um, fuck all the haters. I, I, <laughs> but yeah, I think especially in music, actually, actually, no, fuck that. Not especially in music, in, in all art forms. Once again, as soon as you kind of identify yourself and you have to identify it in, in, in the artist, in the world of, of art, whatever, you always have to identify yourself as something like you guys are a podcast. You guys do talk about certain topics. And I am a rapper, whether I like it or not, just because of the music I make. And you kind of have to identify yourself under some stamp, right? And there will always be people that just don't like that entire genre, that just don't... People will tell me they don't like my music just because they don't like hip-hop, and I can't change that. People will tell you they don't like your podcast just because they don't listen to podcasts in general. But that is definitely a very valid point. I mean, everyone has different tastes, and like not everyone will necessarily like rap music and not everyone yeah. listens to podcasts how you said but um that's that's also not a reason to tear someone down and like i mean someone saying to you that you're you sound the same all the time which i 
which I don't think you do. I think you have quite the range within what you do, but you also have your identity as an artist and that's your identity. And you kind of, I mean, you don't have to stick to that 100% all the time, but that's what you are going to do, let's say mainly. And I think for an, for an artist, it's also quite important to have, I mean, it's important for everyone, but especially for an artist, it's quite important to have an identity so that you're recognizable. It's yeah, absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. Uh, it also one of the reasons why, I mean, yeah, my, my close friends will know that I, I made music and produced tracks for yeah over three years now, but I just, yeah, a few weeks ago started uploading my stuff because of exactly this thing. I, I wanted to find that style, you know, like that. I wanted to find how, like, what does Nikito sound like? Like, I want people to turn on a track that they know, fuck, that's Nikito, man. That's my jam. And I, for the first, especially the first months, then I would say like for the first one and a half years, maybe two years even actually, I was switching up my styles constantly. Like for a time I did like super auto-tune-y, futuresque, yeah, more melodic type rap. Then for a while I did super really dark evil, like with like, really deep voice and all this kind of all this kind of yeah goth type um aesthetic to it and until it came to what i make now and i yeah finding an identity is, is definitely crucial when you make music because i mean look at oliver tree or yeah denzel curry um i don't know if you know these guys but uh a lot of a lot of new pop artists have had they need to have crazy colorful personalities they need to be a brand beside besides their music right wait i have a question about like the auto-tune because i'm wondering mm-hmm. a lot of people hate on auto-tune why is that <laughs> like i understand that auto-tune helps you sound better don't get me wrong yeah that general part mm-hmm. i understand but i don't i think it's kind of fucked up that people hate on it so much especially if they don't understand the the industry itself and what it's actually used for yeah i think um I also didn't use autotune for a long time until I first heard my voice on a track that was produced by a different producer and he added autotune to my voice um, before I had it myself. And I thought it was, it, it sounded so dope that I just needed to get it as well. Um, but I think as soon as you, as soon as you start working with autotune, you kind of have to realize in my opinion, at least like when I sing something in autotune, then, okay. So first of all, Autotune is not magic. So when you sing something in autotune, you can't sing complete crap and it's going to magically fix it to make it sound amazing. That's that's a myth. That's a disbelief that people just... You still have to have like at least basic singing skills in order to perform a song even with autotune. Even when the autotune is turned all the way up, it will not save you. So uh, you kind of need to know your way around yeah, melo- melodies a little bit. Um, but... In my opinion, as soon as you use autotune, you kind of you kind of step away from the concept of music being primarily live performed and an act, and more towards it's an art form, it's an art piece, right? It's something that you can you can look at, and even though knowing that this person could probably not sing like this in real life, not a hundred percent like this, you can still appreciate it for what it is, and that's a nice song. Um, and some artists decide to use and others don't. It's also, I mean. It's also using the resources that you that are available to you to uh, put out high quality content, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
if if it's something that you can use to um to improve the the content that you are producing it's I, to me it's that's not a bad thing and um yeah i mean i'm also like when when i'm editing or or things i sometimes also have to improve the audio quality of the recording mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um but that's also because I want to make um, our podcast enjoyable to listen to for for other people. And there's also, like you said, with AutoTune, there is like no magic tool that can make something that's really crap sound amazing. But yeah. um, there there is certain things you can do to to make something sound better. Definitely, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. it's why it's there. Like use it. Like if it's there, use it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it also contributes to the, to your identity at some at some point, right? Um, there are artists that heavily depend on Autotune because it's their yeah, it's their trademark. But honestly, I the, the experience that I made is that sometimes I record songs and there's no Autotune on them, and I just yeah managed to sing it well because it was right up my tonal range or uh, my tonal range. That's how you say it, right? My vocal range. So um, sometimes I manage to sing things just just perfectly after a couple of tries, and I don't need Autotune. But when I show it to my friends. They immediately assume that I use autotune, and then on other songs where I do use autotune, they think, "Oh, wow, wow, so nice!" And he didn't even use autotune. So, I think somebody who is not really into music sometimes doesn't really doesn't really know even what <laughs> like what is what it is exactly that makes music sound good or not, which exactly ties also back into this. People don't care that much, you know. They they don't give it a second thought. That's yeah. I guess that's that's also the end of the story. <laughs> but do you have like um? a strategy or a plan like moving from the auto tune but do you have like a plan or strategy for your launches for your music launches um yeah more or less so right now because i'm also my thesis and everything and working full-time right i definitely don't have all the resources that i would like to have um to put into this but i my plan was from the beginning to when releasing this project to release one song on soundcloud each week just like i did back then so uh, I released one song on Spotify each week, and then after six weeks, uh, in the end, it took a little bit longer because of technical issues with Spotify and co. But oh. and then at the end of six weeks, the plan was to upload the entire EP, Everyday Nightmares, to Spotify. So that's that's what I did. Um, then the music video is, is was definitely also, in my opinion, a big driver for for people to to find out about it. Yeah. Um, we're already discussing the next video shoot actually so that's coming soon are you gonna wait nine months um, this time no definitely Good. not definitely not no, no this 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 time it's it's going out the day it's done good. I, that sounded uh, like really mean i didn't mean it that <laughs> way but like it's good that you're overcoming <laughs> no, no. Is what i meant by that no, no absolutely it's, i also need people to push me a little bit because um you know 50 percent of nikido is kiddo so sometimes i'm am, i am acting like in immature dickhead and i <laughs> i need people pushing me to to do the right thing sometimes so it's it's you can be mean about this it's cool <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean i i get that because it's you just need that push it's like going back to the just press record just hit the yeah button. yeah exactly but then exactly. after that it's also just hit publish mm-hmm. it's like that one extra step that everybody's afraid of that nobody addresses sometimes yeah and talks about people it's, it's it can be a dark world in your own head and honestly get lost in your thoughts and you're scared people are scary people are scary true people are to this day nothing has overwhelmed me as much as people yeah like 
people just overwhelm me all the time and i'm sure it's the same for you guys people just it's there's nothing scarier than being exposed to others for yeah exposed to others with the things that you don't feel comfortable with it's the worst thing there's nothing worse in the world <laughs> yeah i and if, like if somebody were to ask me today and be like you know how do you conquer your fears or how do you get past that if i'm being completely honest i don't i yeah. luckily i have the support of larissa and andre and at the end of the day it's if i ever have let's say second thoughts or if i'm overly concerned or worried and overthinking like i always do thank god i'm co-hosting with these two people because if i didn't mm -hmm. i think i don't think i would have ever published anything it would have just been sitting there and mm -hmm. i would have never had and i'm not saying this is like my podcast but if I were to be doing it alone, there would be no podcast, I don't think. So it's nice. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Love y'all. Yeah, it's amazing that you have each other like that. And especially for you, because you, even though you are, let's say, solo, but you have a team, right? In I have a team way. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have a team now. I have a team. Just the fact that, that, just the fact that my girlfriend actually likes my music is already a big boost, to be Aww. honest. <laughs> because, uh, yeah it's 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 i think there's nothing cooler than also my friends like also big big shout out to to uh my my two uh, apocalyptic horseman brothers uh jonas and rich who helped me through a lot especially in regards to music um they're they're even sometimes sometimes they don't vibe with the stuff that i put out but then i it's the moments when i walk into the room and I have not talked to them before, and they're playing one of my songs on Spotify without me saying, "Yo, play my stuff." They just they just play it because they dig it. That those are the moments where I know those are the real the real ones. You know, like they really they really believe in what I'm doing, and they and you can tell that that I can always count on their support. So even though I'm doing the music thing by myself, just the fact that I can always come to these guys and and yeah, my my friends and my girlfriend as well, and 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 tell them about the struggles that i have during producing the struggles that i have during recording is is a big help for sure i think it's it's important to not go through everything alone yeah mm -hmm. i think you always need people to have feedback with and talk about your feelings and your emotions especially in something like that because for all of us it's like the first time we've never done something like that before and mm. it's not our job you know it's not like other um creative people out there who might start out as an actor and then they get into music they might be a bit more familiar with the industry with what you kind of have to do what your expectations are but for all of us it's like the first time we're really exposing us mm -hmm. out there so i think you need a really strong um like friend group or supporting system however you want to name it but you need support you need people. Yeah. Artist Anonymous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm horrible. For real. Yeah. You are. But I definitely I I definitely agree to like the fact that it's or the opinion that it's very important to have um a support system as well because I also feel like sometimes and uh, Patricia you mentioned this as well, sometimes you you are your own worst critic. Yeah. And it's important to have people there to tell you, no, like, you're doing well. Yeah. Like, this is good. It's like, it's okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because like you said, if if sometimes if you don't have these people, um, yeah, it's just, it's it might actually not happen be because you're too critical of yourself. 
Yeah. And you're too, you're too scared to, to share what you did because you think it's bad, but it's actually good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's always nice. <laughs> yeah. But is there, do you have things that you, let's say, dislike that you can pinpoint before asking for feedback? Um, things I don't like in the, in the production process or in the art industry, you mean? More so on uh, your end, like on the production process. Okay. So on the production process, I think the most exhausting part is actually when you have put a lot of work into a song for, okay, so, so usually when I produce a song, I'm after one and a half days, the thing is done. I, I lock myself in. I work on this for 15 hours in one go, one session. I get something to drink. I get something to eat. I sit here and I, I just work through this stuff because I, I know I can't sleep if I don't finish it. I know I can't. I know I can't focus on anything else. I have to get down and get this done. So the most frustrating part about production is when you've sat here for sometimes 20 hours and you're really thinking, man, this song is crap. I, I put so much time in this and it's shit. Like, I, like even sometimes... I think the hardest part for myself was to admit that even when you put time and effort and work into a song or into anything, in fact, that it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be good as well. You know, it's like, it's really difficult to admit it to yourself, but not everything that you make is amazing. And I think that really hurt my ego in the beginning. That was really difficult to deal with, to to realize that sometimes you work a lot and you don't get anything out of it. Sometimes it's just the experience and nothing else. Sometimes you just know, okay, next time. Yeah, sometimes um, it was really difficult for me to just disregard an entire project that I was working on, an entire song. Because, yeah, at some point I had to realize that it's just not going anywhere. And that's also fine. So I think, yeah, that probably also ties in with doing this alone. Because a lot of times I feel like if I would have somebody else giving me inspiration, somebody else that I would produce something with, then we could probably kind of yeah help each other out would you but, be um, sorry would you be open for a cooperation with or collaboration with someone if like someone hits you up after maybe listening to this podcast some young artist um, is like oh i like it i like what you're do- doing i like what you put out there would you be open for that or are you more um, of a solo artist i don't want to like i don't want to spoil anything that is happening in the future but i've been already asked from people on instagram people that i don't know actually people from different continents even uh rappers that want to collab with me so that's pretty exciting i the thing is i had collaboration requests before and it's kind of the same experience that i told you earlier about that a lot of times people are all talking and then when you actually deliver something they just ghost you so i'm 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 110 down to work with artists that i vibe with if I mean, when, when you guys invited me to your podcast, I was immediately down to come here because I, when I vibe with people and when I know that what they're doing is like contributing somehow, you know, like actually doing something that is more than just, yeah, let's waste some time. Let's like people that are actually passionate about what they're doing in their free time, then I'm down to work with them. When somebody tells me, Hey, yo, I have this beat for you. Can you rap on it? And I can feature with you on this. Then it will take me eight hours and I will send them the first draft back. And when they then, on the other hand, wait for three weeks until they come back to me and then tell me, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, I'm not sure about this project anymore. And uh, then I don't want to work with you. I only want to work with people that have the same kind of drive that I have. So I think that's what it comes down to. Not not even necessarily the level of talent that they're on, even though that's also important, of course. But I think most important is that you share the same drive. I'm definitely down to collab with people when they 
when they sit down with me and they show me the same effort and the same fire that I show them. Nice. And is there anything that is coming up that in the works? Do you have anything that's going to launch soon? Um, well, first of all, there's always stuff in the works. <laughs> I don't think in the last three years there was a single time where I was really not working on anything. So there's definitely more stuff coming uh, also very soon. Now that the Spotify um, process is kind of in place, I can just reach out to them anytime and publish songs every week now if I, if I feel like it. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think that you're about to hear a little teaser Ooh. for uh, the newest project that I'm working on right now. Oh. So that will drop very, very soon. Um, and yeah, besides that, keep your eyes out for some funky features. Funky features. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's definitely more stuff coming soon, guys. Love it. Love it. I'm excited. I can't wait. I cannot looking, wait. Looking forward to it. Same. Yes. <laughs> so, as we're rounding things up now, guys, first of all, I want to say from behalf of the Masters of Disasters here at What the Topic, thank you so much <laughs> for coming onto our show and sharing your thoughts and your experiences because I think it's important for our listeners and for us to know about the ins and outs of this industry itself. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you enjoyed it and we would love to have you back on the show again. And it was amazing. Anytime. Oh, good. Thank you very much, guys. You're so welcome. Is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners? Um, anything that you want them to well, do? First of all, of course, uh, it would be amazing if you guys check out my music. Um, I put a lot of work into this. It's really the truest version of myself. And I, I really tried my best to put the best possible um, music out there for you guys. So uh, feel free to check out the Everyday Nightmares EP on Spotify. Check out the Muffins video on YouTube. Um, besides that, yeah, feel free to follow me on Instagram because uh, that's probably the place where you get the the freshest infos about uh, when my new songs are going to drop. Yeah. And yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned and follow. make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. His handle is at Nikido. It's N-I-C-C-I-D-D-O. Nikido. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. No, really, follow him, like him, keep up with him. It's, it's good shit. It's worth it. Hands down. And we'll post all of the links for Spotify and YouTube and SoundCloud. SoundCloud, I like SoundCloud. that one. <laughs> Startup. SoundCloud. Below on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you want to listen to your podcast at. So it'll be there. Thank you so much, Nick. And before you guys go, we're going to play a song by Nikido that he has not released yet called Ready. Enjoy the little sneak peek. Ready. It might be that his track is an ego trip. I, tra- I track back and found out that I might be an egoist. I roll, I roll like claptrap through the point of apocalypse. I feel like I do this and I do that to prove who the man behind the kid is. Looks like I'm a thinker, Archimedes. Big picture, more like big graffiti. Make beats on a laptop, fuck a meaty stuff. Asking for wishes, I ain't a genie. Spin that record and you won't believe me that I never had a studio deal. Like, I do all of that by myself. Like, for real. Yeah, for real. I do all of it. And it ain't a surprise, it's the opposite. When I roll up and realize, Spice like a condiment, still I'm icy. I know that seems like a contradict, but shit, man, I don't need logic. When it's obvious that I'm gonna slip past all of your honesty, drive the economy. No competition, I reach the autonomy. Yeah. Keeping my head on my shoulders, yeah. It's about the size of a boulder, yeah. Already know that I am with your friends, supporting your.
pose, yeah Unlike you, I'm trying to improve my role, yeah You get stuck on the same old bullshit yeah. While I keep looking for flows, yeah Shit like this that makes me feel like a loner But I'm a beast like Momoa Keep my energy solar, solar Tell him, yeah. tell him yeah. I'm ready, come in, me I'm ready, come in, me Count pennies in my head already Pennies in my head We retarded like a head and head Retarded like a head and Cause I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready, ready yeah, I'm ready, ready I'm ready, come in, me And that's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed listening to us, please check out our other episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to listen to our podcast to your podcasts. And if you really enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast. Thanks. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram at what underscore the underscore topic. Bye. Bye. Doing it. <laughs>